Recording in progress. Okay. It's going to be a great time. Oh, boy. Okay. That sound interesting. Damn, I look so good. All right, let's just wait. You ready? Four hours later. Dear tech. Oh, laughing hurts. Cut. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dear Tech podcast. Today, we are asking work from home or return to office. What makes most sense? Shubo, drop some knowledge. Drop some knowledge. Um, I think that they can both make sense and they can both be stupid depending on context. That is what I would say. Um, <laughs> but I think if we're talking about in general, I think it, dep- it depends on multiple different demographics of people. Like there's research around seniority there's research around other things there's also some inclusivity issues if you have you know there's all things we can go over but i think the thing that's wrong and the only thing that i'll say that is actually wrong is having a blanket statement right Mm. and even though there are companies saying we're fully remote which is great that might not be the best route there might be some people that are actually missing out because of that Um, but i think at the end of the day as long as you're not making blanket statements on this you're fine for the most part what do you think? Devil's advocate perspective. And actually, maybe I'll ask you what you mean by blanket statement, if you can elaborate more. So from my perspective, I, I agree with you on everything you said, but in terms, I think there needs to be, like companies need to be consistent in terms of what they're communicating to everyone. It needs to be a consistent me- message, um, but there needs to be equitable practices woven into that behavior or model that they're working within. So maybe can you elaborate a little bit more on what you mean by that? So I think when I think of when we talk about remote versus work from the office, I think again, let's say you're a very small company. Let's say you're a startup. If a startup company says we need to be all in the office, I get it. Right, Because at the end of the day, if you're all of you are in the same local area, it's a very small team, you're working on tremendous deadlines. I can, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, that was not supposed to happen. Um, but what was I even saying? No, I'm kidding. Um, I think that if, if in that situation, I can see if someone's pushing for it, why it would make sense. But again, mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself, is my team really benefiting from being all in the same office? Is Are our projects that intertwined that we need to have that um that might make sense but i think my my biggest thing comes down to you know work from home for the sake of work from home there's no benefit or return to office for the sake of return office doesn't make sense either and i know also when you're a junior employee if you've just come out of college being in the office around colleagues who are more senior than you you learn a lot from indirect uh knowledge transfer Right. Like for me, when I was recruiting my first time, my my phone call right after six months was a copy of my senior recruiter's phone call Mm -hmm. word for word. And he never taught me how to do it. I eavesdropped and I stole it and I had the same bad jokes as him. And I, you know, you know, I think all recruiters when they're talking about what like technical recruiters when they're talking about, do you know, like how to code? It's like I know enough to be dangerous. I think that's something that we all say. (laughs) Right. Um, Which it's not true at all. We're not even close to being dangerous. But. These are things. So my thing is when when you're new, I think there's a big value. But if you're a 30-year-old, 30-year-old, if you're a 30-year experience person who is, you know, let's say just a a program, an IC, you're not, you don't, you chose not to go into leadership or something and you just want to code. I don't think you need to be in the office. I don't think there's any value for you. Now, mind you, if you're going to mentor someone that might be a different case, maybe you don't even want that, you know? So again, that's why there's so many different factors to it because it your company's situation is one thing and then your company de- demographics is another thing and all, all these different factors. But that's that's where that's where my thought process came into. Mm-hmm. Totally. That makes sense. Yeah. It's been interesting to see the evolution of the employee bases view on work from home and return to office because i think during our lifetime it shifted so much 
due to the pandemic because pr historically prior to the pandemic when we were all forced to work from home my it's i think it's like one of those things that you don't know it's possible until you see it or experience it so my whole career up until the pandemic had always been fully in the office so i didn't didn't know anything different or didn't even think to like question it and then pandemic march 23rd i literally have remember that date to today but march 23rd we were all told everyone's work from home until further notice and we evolved and i think there's so many like you were saying there's so many benefits to being able to work from home but I, at the same time i do think there are a fair number of benefits to working in the office as well camaraderie support for new hires or newer employees um i think there's a ton of cultural um positives to being in the office and having that psychological uh, muscle that's flexed with employees being more psychologically tied to their workplace and the effects on retention and um, company loyalty. So I'll say I, I, in like my personal opinion, I definitely prefer um, the flexibility of remote and a hybrid model at the very least, like a hundred percent back in the office because I've seen the other side of it now and what my life is like having that flexibility. I definitely would not want to go back to hundred percent in office in any future role I have. Um, but I would say I do, I do see benefits to both sides. So I was going to say you couldn't pay me to go back in the office full time. That's not true. You definitely could, but you'd have to pay out your ass. You'd have to pay out your ass. That's for sure. But the other thing is, I think for me, when I was during the pandemic or even pre-pandemic, I, I would have said remote all day long, even though I'd never experienced a pre-pandemic. I would have, I was like, I was like, I want to be a recruiter in like the Maldives and just recruit in the United States, but live in the, right. That's what I wanted. Um, but nice. I think now after going through the pandemic and going through everything, I think that I see the value of the office mm -hmm. and I also see the value of having your team both either in one place, but also having a very spread. I've seen, I've had both of those and those are both cool. Um, but I, one thing for me personally, like going forward, if I, for any future roles, I don't love the idea of putting a minimum number of days in office. If you're going to do a hybrid model, I think it should be like, as needed because again if you're not as a company if you're mandating people to come back in the office for x amount of days but you're not doing anything to make that that interaction more interesting um as a company as a manager as a leader then what's the point right like if we're all going to go back in the office but no one's talking to each other everyone's on a zoom call don't tell me to come into the office right mm -hmm. if we're going to come in the office and we're having like these collaborative meetings everyone's face to face and maybe we're catering lunch and maybe there's all these other extra things um and it might sound dumb because it's like back in the day you had to come in the office but now we're trying to convince people to come in the office but that's mm -hmm. that's the world we're in right and and regardless of the economy and now things are changing because the economy isn't great i get that companies are trying to take some of that back but I think overall, if we look at from today for the next 10-year horizon, it'll be more similar to COVID times in terms of return to office and remote than it was before, mm, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I definitely think the pandemic caused a shift. It was a catalyst for a shift in how companies view work from home versus return to office and also how employees view work from home versus turned off like people experienced that it was possible. Um, and I would say from, so, so give me your thoughts, share with me pros and cons of RTO versus WFH stick with acronyms <laughs> for an employee. And then I will talk about pros and cons for an employer. Okay. So let's look at, uh, and I'm looking down because I'm using my, my legal pad. So for work from home, right? So one is just simply put is flexibility, right? You can deal with, let's say you have kids. Let's say you have family to take care of. You can 100% do those things 
and it doesn't affect your work for the simple reason that you don't have to commute, right? You get one to two hours each way back, right? Like for me, if I don't commute, it's two hours that I save daily, two, three hours, give or take one and a half to one hour each way. 10 hours a week. That is a significant amount of time. For someone like my mom, it's four hours a day, right? So she, it's two hour commute to her, to her job, right? Um, And she's doing that for the past, I don't know, as long as I've been alive. Okay. So flexibility, um, all that. And I actually saw, I will even say my cousin goes to the office every day, but he's still, that's by choice. And he's able to do that and take and have not an issue with it. But, but see the, the issue becomes, and I'm sorry, I'm jumping into this into a different light. The issue becomes when someone does that from a senior level perspective and decides because they can do that, um, that it's, it's everyone should be able to do that. Mm. Right. Uh, and my, my cousin didn't say that. You know, I'm just, he didn't say that, but I'm just, I'm just thinking of some people might say something to the effect of, oh, I do it, so you should be able to do it, but looking at that either way. Anyway, so for work from home, from an employee perspective, flexibility is the first one, okay? Um, and I think that's, that encompasses everything else that we would say, right? You save money on gas. You save money on the commute, right? You're able to not eat out for lunch. You're able to eat from home, uh, but also... Child care, if you have kids. Yeah. Ch- child care is huge. Yeah. Um, but then on the other side of things also, there's a lot less distractions. You know, like when you're in the office, there's always someone... Depending on your situation. For sure. <laughs> but in a lot of times, you know, if you're in the office and I'm in the office, I'm a very... Like if you and I were in the same office, I would be bugging you and we, I would just <laughs> be like at your desks talking about nonsense and you'd get no work done, right? Um, so I think those are some of the pros for for um, work from home and I th- and I don't think I'm doing it justice just because I think it's so obvious as to what flexibility means and I think most people understand that um, and and I don't want my argument to seem lopsided away from work from home but I just feel like I don't like beating a dead horse I just think you most of us understand most of us that aren't c-level executives understand logically um, why work from home is great. Maybe some of them do. We're just too far removed to experience Maybe, that insight. Well, well, you know, and I would... CEOs. No, yeah, no, look, I'm just, just based on, you know, we'll get into the, the motivation for, for companies for, to get back you. I'm just going to keep later. devils advocating every but, single thing you say. No, no, please keep going. I'm going to jump over to, to return to office. Huh. Um, and I, and, I, and I think another reason that I want to, I'm, I'm doing it this way is because I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate for what mm. everyone is speaking of because I think, and I'm not, I'm very pro remote. Like, like, and you know this Fran and people that know me know that I like love remote work, but I want to give a true other side perspective. So return to office. I think one is um, knowledge transfer, right? You just, it's just better knowledge transfer. If you are, and especially if you're junior statistics say if you're junior you should be in the office it's better for you right and for all of my people that have less than five years experience that are you know saying fuck off i we don't need to be in the office it's fine Uh, but the stats do say that you get more and you miss out more from not being in the office and learning this is all throughout technology this is all throughout i mean i'd say throughout business in general right um so knowledge transfer the other thing is a sense of camaraderie i think you know when you work for a company it's very good for your company that you feel attached to it. But if you're always remote and you haven't been at the company for a long time, or you maybe you have, but maybe it's, you know, long time's relative, let's say a couple of years. If you're always at your house and you're just doing your task and your company hasn't done a really good job of creating virtual events or or offsites or flying you out or whatever it is to create that camaraderie to create that that um brand you know the the stuff we see from like apple and microsoft and amazon where these people are like that's my right Mm -hmm. like you know like i people you go yeah cult vibes and the, the thing is like if you look at the way successful companies create their internal brand it is cult vibes 100% cult. like the steve jobs him releasing stuff is super cult vibes but i'm here for it right um so i think you want to create those things and even if it's remote but i think when you have a you know an office and you have people in the office it's easier for you to create that but that's the whole point a lot of people are saying get back in the office but you're not doing shit you're literally having people come in the office and they're not actually 
doing all this extra stuff. They're just coming in and they're doing exactly what they did at home. Well, guess what? Then you're not taking advantage of this whole return to office thing. You're wasting people's time, right? So I think that's the second one. Um, I think the the other thing comes down to like, again, and, and this the whole thing about not making blanket statements, everything, every pro that I've given can be a con in the office, right? Because you can come in the office and it can be all politics, which case knowledge transfer and juniors learning shit doesn't happen, right? So if your office isn't great and you're making people come back in, you're doing the, you're having the opposite effect. You can, <laughs> this could be funny, but you can actually have people come back in the office instead of having the cult vibes and the, and the loyalty vibes, they all come in the office and they say, fuck this company. It's ass. It sucks. And that was one of my first, uh, jobs um we we are still i'm still friends with a bunch of people from this job and we still talk shit about that first company that i don't even know if they're still in business anymore right but that's the point like what are you doing to make sure that your company's thriving you're making people come back to the office awesome are you making it worthwhile no well then you're actually hurting yourself more by having people come in the office right and the other thing that i think is for both of these things you know be honest about your intentions right like don't pretend that you know like there was this post um it was a, it was a joke tiktok where it was like you know when you walk up to the tiktok and on the it says like this or that and then people go in a direction mm -hmm. so this was like right when the pandemic like when people were going back to office and stuff and it was like remote or back in the office and you saw everyone was going back to the office and then they showed like a video of the person recording and it was a boss with a gun and it was po <laughs> making people move to, to return to office yeah. so if you're doing that and you're making it seem like your company's excited about going in the office i mean that's also oh, causing like negative vibes but that's my perspective of pros for work from home and return to office fran what are your thoughts from a leadership perspective okay thank you um so first of all i'll address from what you were saying the i think it is a fundamental shift in how leadership views if they are requiring employees to come back into the office because past state two years ago, that wasn't even a factor in their strategy for employees. Like it was a norm and it wasn't questioned. So I think I, I, I would venture to wonder if certain companies and leadership teams aren't haven't even grasped that that needs to be a part of the dialogue and the strategy now because two years ago it wasn't and maybe they haven't don't have the level of awareness around that shift or don't think it needs to be addressed but i think so like you were saying like so many people adjusted their lives to working from home during a two three year period that it was like a fundamental life shift in so many employees um ways of life um so from a leadership perspective rto versus i don't why is rto so much easier to say than wfh because it's uh, it is it's just w Phonetics you can you can spell yeah, w yeah, 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 okay. and you can spell h right those are two <laughs> words that have like four letters in them anyway thank you or, thank you I got I'll you. Sounding it out, um, or just okay. say work from home. It's okay. We can say work. We'll from go home. with that. From a leadership perspective, so work from home. I think there can be a lot of cost savings in brick and mortar buildings. Um, so that I, I can only imagine. I know. Um, actually, I'll keep my that to myself. I don't know if I can legally share that, but I know a lot of companies. Uh, a lot of like, especially large companies too, they don't even own buildings, they lease them. Mm -hmm. But even I can only imagine like the, from the companies I've worked at, the companies that I have friends work at, they're like fortune 100 companies, the amount of money that goes into building out these insane campuses that have like, to the nines decor, they have freaking saunas and spas and restaurants and movie theaters. But that's what makes it worth it to come into the office, hey, right? Hey, 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 hey. I didn't uh, actually I didn't interrupt you. That's fine. That's fine. Um <laughs> from a leadership from a leadership perspective, I'm saying the, the cost savings would be a major benefit to 
work from home for them. Like the cost they put into the brick and mortar, um, the cost of um, shuttle services, that would definitely be a pro for a business and leadership. Um, additional pros to work from home, the equity um, of um, any employee who may identify or have a disability that impacts them in a negative way or makes it more difficult for them to either get into the office and or work in the office is a major plus. Um, if I am an individual who utilizes a wheelchair, if I am an individual who is um, who uses certain technologies or tools so I can see and hear my peers speaking in team meetings. Working from home oftentimes has a lot more benefits because I have my space set up. I have all the tools I need. Um, it is an environment where I feel more comfortable. So that would be another benefit. Um, additional, those are the main two I can think of right now. Benefits to being in office. Um, obviously is the same as you were saying for employees, like there is an increased, like a much higher increased level of collaboration. Um, and I think building of a culture when individuals are able to work in office face to face, I'd be very curious. I haven't seen any stats or, or data on this. I, please share if you have, I'd be very curious. My assumption would be that employee retention I, I actually I would say I, there may be some fact outlying factors that sway this, but I would venture to guess that employee retention is significantly. Am I going to say this? I'm going to say this. I would think employee retention is increased by employees being in office versus working from home. My assumption would be that there's like a psychological tie to seeing your peers face to face, building a rapport with them, grabbing lunch with them. Like there's a lot more psychological, emotional, mental ties to seeing your peers in office and working with them and collaborating than if you're fully remote, you're just talking over a screen um, and you're not able to build that rapport. The other item, which I'm gonna look at my notes because I didn't know this. This was information that I learned from research for employ or sorry for businesses is around taxes. Um, so tax, there's a lot of tax reasons that come into play as to why the benefit of, of employers having their employees back in the office. And this was news to me, so I'm I'm gonna share some of the the notes that I had, um, some of this was from Nexus, some of this was from Google. So I'll share the articles um, when we drop, but so this is saying taxes themselves do not directly dictate whether companies require employees to return to the office. However, tax implications can be a factor that organizations consider when making decisions about remote work policies. So we all, we all at least for from the recruiting side, we know, um, and I'm sure so many employees have have seen this too. When we were remote during the pandemic with so many companies, employees were going, moving to another state or going to work in Mexico for a month or going to visit family. There are tax implications that vary depending on what state you're in or what country you're in. And that's like part of the information when you as an employee put your home address when you fill out all your paperwork, when you join a company that is tied to your taxes. And that information is gonna, that those numbers and information that's gonna flex depending on what state you live in, what country you live in. And that's a factor for the company as well. Um, excuse me, now other items specifically around taxes were um, companies are subject to specific tax laws and regulations within the jurisdiction of state, federal, country um by having employees work in a particular location a company establishes a physical presence that can create tax obligations such as tax income or sales tax liabilities some companies may prefer employees to work from the office to maintain clarity and compliance with tax law tax laws um, there's state and local tax considerations um, with 
tax write-offs, tax benefits for employees, or sorry, for employers. Um, let's see if there's, I'm missing anything else. There's employment tax withholding, which I had talked a bit about before. Um, if employees are working in a state or locality is different from the company's physical location, there's factors that come into play there. So there is this whole side of tax implications that I wasn't aware of prior to doing some more research here that I think errs more on the side of employers having employees return to office so they have more control around tax implications. That was a big one. And I think that's, we'll stick with that for now. <laughs> no, I think that might be, I think that might be the biggest one. Yeah. If you, you know, like for as much as we hear about companies not wanting to pay taxes, if they're getting tax breaks based on where we are, that I, at that point, I get it. And I'm not going to complain about you telling me to come back to the office. You've given me a good reason, right? For yourself, not for me, but for yourself, <laughs> right? Um, and I, I think a lot of times we just want to hear the truth rather than mm -hmm. hear it's good for the culture, but everyone's in a dungeon-like cubicle situation, right? So that's that's one of the things. Um, and I think when it, one thing that I, I forgot to mention, and I was thinking of it when you were when you were talking about like all the different tax situations and people moving away. Um, a pro from the business side when it comes to work from home is you open yourself up to so much more talent, mm -hmm. and you open yourself up to a varying uh, price range of talent. Right. Like if I find a software developer in Silicon Valley, that's a half a million dollars a year, give or take total compensation. If I find a software engineer in the middle of uh, Wisconsin, it's probably half of that. <laughs> right. Uh, Wisconsin, we love you. And I'm not saying I'm not talking shit. I'm just being My dad's honest. Right. Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> I didn't know that. I swear I didn't. I wasn't doing a plug for Fran's dad. I just I just didn't know. But. You know, the same reason that people go even like to offshore or nearshore, right? It's a similar, not exactly the same, but a similar situation. So that's another another pro. Um, I think I'm going to stick with my whole thing about um, I really would love companies to do a internal pulse check with their employees uh, because the difference is if you get hired for a job that's hybrid or remote, that's fine, right? You've, you've chosen your situation. I think the grief comes from, you know, right now, we're probably right past that point. But over the last year or so, a lot of companies that were remote because of mandates wanted to switch back. And that was a question for a long time. And then some companies took very, very strong, like Tesla. Tesla's all your five days in the office and, and Elon's thing about that or is that, <laughs> well, the thing with the thing is like, I, I want to understand his point of like, Oh, the factory workers have to be mm. in the office. So you have to be in the office, but it's also a different skill set, and we need to understand that it's a different skill set. And because it's a different skill set, there are different rules. Right. And now we're not saying that software developers are better and that's why they get to uh, work from home. We're saying that their skills don't need them to be in the in the office. Don't mm -hmm. need depend. Again, maybe your situation is different. Maybe they do need to be in the office. But five days in the office, I think, is a very tough thing to sell now, especially since we did two years of fully remote mm -hmm. and we did not. Like, you can't tell me that product productivity went down. That is just, that's horseshit. Like, we know that's horseshit, right? Um, but your company might need more in the office time. So I'll say this. If I was living in, let's say, Dallas. Right now I'm in New York. For me to get into, the, into an office, it's like an hour plus commute on a train. I'm not excited about that. But let's say I lived in Dallas where my last two commutes in Dallas. Are you okay? For those we're of you that didn't that see, no, we're not. We're not going to cut that out. I'm going to show. They're not. You're not. They're not going to see it because I was talking. Oh, my so legs are stiff. Continue. Fran hit her leg on the the book table she has in front of her. Um, anyway, in Dallas, my commutes were. Uh, one, the first commute was literally door to door, four minutes. I could walk from my yeah. apartment door to my office in four minutes. Um, and it's not like I had a shitty apartment either. I had a gorgeous apartment. And then my second commute was about 25 minutes. Either way. A drive either way if those were my commutes i would probably would not mind being in the office and i was that close to my apartment i wouldn't mind being in the office probably like two to three times a week right not saying that i would do that but i wouldn't mind it if i needed to um but at the same time it comes down to my lifestyle is different 
I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. I don't have a wife. I'm not taking care of older parents. I have a dog. And I would probably go home at lunch, eat something, play with them a little bit, and then go back to work. Um, but again, I think no, understanding and respecting that my situation might be different than Fran's situation and giving us those options, right? Um, and you can also do days like what do you, uh, quote unquote, like an anchor day where everyone on the team comes in on Thursdays. I yeah. think that, you know, that's that's fine too. But I think the problem... And, and this is probably going to be, for most of my episodes, this is probably going to be the mantra that I chant, is that the problem is when you make these things where it's like everyone's doing this, we're not going to ask you how you feel about it. This is what we're doing and this is how it has to be. And the or, uh, only reason, you know, a lot of people, there's another quote that was going around in the last few years is like, my facts don't care about your feelings. These feelings are things that directly impact quality of work product, right? Your quality, uh, your, your, your culture in the company dictates your quality of work product um, and also if you don't have good culture you're not going to attract the best employees so these are all factors that i feel like leadership needs to give a shit about because it's not just are my people happy it's are my people happy if they are happy are they producing the best things do the best talent want to come to my office or my company right so i think those are those are the biggest things that come into it and that's why like for me again before I was all about the the office remote office stuff. I still am, honestly. I, I have a I have a eight thousand uh, dollar home office setup, so I'm not really excited to, for someone to, to tell me. Yeah, I love my home office setup. Don't give out your address uh, or you get robbed. I yes, everything is insured. All right, renters insurance, y'all. If you don't have it, get it. Okay. Um, I have Geico. Geico, if you want to sponsor this okay. video, hi. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, but I I just think that. As an employer, it's your job to make it worthwhile. That's the bottom line. But again, if it's taxes that you're trying to save on, you know, do what you got to do. Uh, but if you genuinely care about your company culture, yeah, like make it do shit. Mm. I will share too from like a, a personal experience that I, I hadn't gone through before that's been kind of frustrating was having to request a disability accommodation to give like allow that flexibility when I need it. I have autoimmune diseases that require like don't require, but there's days where I like literally can't fucking move and going into an office would be awful. And having to go through the process to request that accommodation has not been fun just to say the least. And I'm sure like there's so many other individuals out there who like they have organizations that are requiring five days back in office for a week and the process for like the disability community and individuals who are impacted by that shift is i don't know the right adjective for it it's a pain in the ass tedious <laughs> tedious yeah right. awful no bueno don't love it so fran let's 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 do let's have this let's have this very much well let's continue having the conversation that we're having but I'm, I got excited for a second. So, um, but my, so let me ask you this. Do you think whether or not all the points we made, like fuck all the points we made, right? Real quick. You have a company that has been remote and you want to consider a change, whatever that may be, four days in the office, three days, two days, one day, doesn't matter. You want to con- some sort of change. What would your first thought process be? Or what would you, what, what do you think you would do first? If I wanted to make a change specific to yeah. work from home versus RTO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it would be some sort of assessment on current state versus. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking thank you. On fully evaluating my company's current state, evaluating probably what the market's doing and what competitors are doing. So I know how I'm going to stack up and then making some sort of educated decision based off of that. And I, there'd be other people I'd bring in the room, obviously. So it wasn't just me dictating, but I, I, I don't, and I don't know if this is the point you're getting at, but I do wonder if like, I'm sure, I'm sure it's just not CEO Bob at the top being like, this is what we're doing. And there's no like, <laughs> I know, I know you didn't mean anything by it, but I just thought of Bob Iger when he came in and he said, Oh, I did not. Uh, but, you know, there's probably a lot of Bobs and gyms out there. But, but Bob Iger um, is, is my hero, though, so I forgive him. For you. <laughs> um, so I'm sure, I'm sure, like, obviously, that we're not privy to it, and that's not, like, publicized a lot of the time, but I'm sure 
leaders are doing an assessment and there's multiple people in the room and it's not like a dic- dictatorial 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 decision that is made i need to pick a different adjective um from the top down when that's those decisions are made but i i'm i'm i'd be interested to have who knows if we can get a bob Iger on this podcast at some point in the future oh one day i'd be curious to have a conversation with someone who is in the room making those decisions and what factors went into making that decision so two things. So another adjective instead of dictatorial, we could say is unilateral or tyrannical. Those are both words we could cool. use. Thank you. Um, I think that, I don't think personally that the CEO should concern himself with return to office. Hot take. Or herself or themselves. Yes, I'm sorry. The A CEO should not concern the CEO self with, uh, with it. No, no, because I don't think that... Unless it becomes an issue, an actual issue that's that's causing a negative trend, mm. it's it's not their thing. It should be up to honestly, I would say HR, and I would say HR's job is to like, they're the ones that should be doing the assessments. They're the ones who should be looking at trends. They're the ones that should come to the CEO and say, "This is what we're looking at," and then the CEO can have that conversation. But I don't think, I think it's you have bigger fish to fry, Mr. CEO. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and you should have bigger fish to fry. And the, you know what, that might even be the case in most companies. And the, the, the reason that it comes falls on the CEO is because like they have to rubber, it has to be their, their name on the decision, Mm. but it's very well possible that it's HR. But if it is a CEO that really cares about it, I'm like, you don't have enough shit going on. Like you're, you should have other really more important things going on. Um, But again, you talked about it, the taxes, the real estate, like that's all on his thing. But again, that's that's kind of COO stuff and there, there should be other people, right, looking at all those things. Um, I just think majoring in the minors never helps you, right? And, uh, and sometimes... Majoring in the minors never helps you. Hmm. Yeah, you, should, you shouldn't major in the minors. You should major in the majors, right? Look at the, the big things. Um, and not saying company culture and, and remote work or working from offices aren't, isn't important, but I think it's important to a different group or it should be a major for a different person mm-hmm. than the CEO, right? Um, yeah, I just, for, for me, a lot of the, the media that has been talking about companies dictating getting into the office, it, it sounds like it's for the wrong reasons. And I think that's the mm-hmm. issue is that it's not that even if it is for the right reasons, it's not being posed the right way. Um, and I think that, like, look at it this way. When, uh, do you remember when Airbnb, a few, uh, maybe a year ago, they went fully remote and they were like, do you remember, and this is when everyone had remote jobs, do you remember what happened to their job postings? Yeah, I have a friend who uh, leads a recruiting team over there and got some insight and it was through the roof. Thousand, and, and do you think, like, that's my whole thing. It's like, if you can pick the best individuals in the country and they're clamoring to get to you. So even if you can't pay the best, your branding just skyrocketed. Your, you know, people that are following you just skyrocketed. That itself can be a a uh, motivating factor for you. And let's say you can't because of the taxes or whatever. You can't go fully remote right now. You know, companies are saying how they're going to be green by 2050. Say you'll be fully remote by the next 10 years. Like work towards it, right? I just think again. And, and I just said fully remote when that's not what I meant because we're no, no more blanket statements. That was my whole thing. Um, but I think it really, you really need to look at what makes sense and, mm-hmm. and work, work towards, work towards that. What, I don't know if you were talking about this before, what would be your ideal world to get you into the office? Like what would, what would the office look like? What would the culture look like? You have to pay Besides- for food. Free. I was literally just gonna no. say, besides free no. food. No, besides free. You can't say besides free food. That's the biggest thing. Listen, if you, if every company that wants people in the office did free food, you would have automatic uptick in people. Okay. My last company had like full blown. I think we talked about this in the past episode. We did full blown smorgasbord of different food options, 
it was so good and it wasn't like people would go like make it a point to be in for breakfast time so they could eat breakfast and i i, I know i was it wasn't here but i know other places like they were up through dinner time too so it's like we talked before in la i'm gonna keep talking and i see your you're good you're good you're good they can't see me in la oh i forgot about that um that's like 60 bucks a day for three meals bare minimum you're saving so like Yes, big incentive. You continue. No, and we we did talk about. I don't know if it's an actual episode we're we're actually releasing, but I think it was one of the other episodes. Yeah. But um, if you have breakfast at seven and dinner at seven. six, I'm throwing it out the seven hell? to nine. Let's say they have nine. breakfast from seven to nine. Seven nine. to nine. They have breakfast from seven to nine. Okay. Right. Someone is showing up at seven because they have extra work to do. Someone's showing up at eight. Someone's showing up at eight thirty. You just got people in the office sooner, working yeah. more. Okay, you have lunch at a normal hour and then you do dinner at like 6.30 to 7.30, right? It's like a college dorm room slash campus. Well, that's what, that's what my hat keeps showing up. That's what Google did when they first, Google was the mm-hmm. first ever that beast of we have sleeping rooms, we have massages. Uh, Meta or Facebook at the time, they had someone to come in and make your desk ergonomic and all that all that shit. So my I thing comes people, down to- I've, I don't know if this is rumor, but I heard, I, I'm, we're going on tangents, but people sleeping in sleeping bags- under their desks. Well, Google had so it better. Work to do. Google had it better. Google had sleeping pods back in when they when they first were doing mm-hmm. their thing in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. But my thing comes down to that's what Steve Jobs made his campus. Like that was his dream mm-hmm. vision was I'm gonna make a campus, college campus style place, and you never have to leave. But that means you're always working, but it's like fun kind of, right? But my thing is, so you the question you initially asked, food is number one. I'm like, one. where do where were we going? Food yeah. is number one. Okay. If you want me to be in the office, feed me. Okay, first. Second thing is, are you like are you are you having an environment at work where true collaboration is real? Or and it and it depends on the type of work and the type of job, right? But is that what we're doing? Is that the type of work that we have? Is the type of culture that you've built? And if it's not, are you addressing the new type of culture that you want because you want me in the office? Because again, not to beat a dead horse, but if I'm gonna come in the office and I'm gonna be not talking to other people and doing my own thing, excuse me, um, then what's the point? Then I don't feel like there's a point to what I'm doing. Right. Um, or if work is really slow right now for whatever, let's say we had a release last week and the next three weeks are going to be blah. Right. Do I need to be in the office to like make like stare at my computer because it's and, it, and look, there's nothing wrong with there being downtime at work. There really isn't anything wrong with that, especially if like if we're having if we just had a release or whatever it is, or it's like it's like a, a, a I forget what it's called, an IP sprint or something where it's like it's kind of chill. Right. Whatever those things are, that's what you need to address. But I think if you feed me, if you have something fun in the office, some fun stuff in the office, uh, it could be video games, it could be whatever. And again, if you, the real thing is, because I think the real fear becomes, whether it's work from home or whether it's it's return to office, is like, oh, we don't want people doing nothing, which is another thing that, that Elon talks about. He's like, he doesn't want fake people. If you create a company where there's a sense of ownership, that's the secret. Because for me, if I have downtime, right? Like it hasn't happened here, but in previous company, I would go play, we had a ping pong table in the office. So me mm-hmm. and my, we'd go ha- play a quick game of ping pong, recharge, come back and, and eat and work or whatever it was, right? That the thing you need to understand is if I'm playing ping pong and my phone buzzes and something urgent hits my desk, I'm dropping my paddle and I'm going to go do it because I have the sense of ownership, mm-hmm. right? So I think if you create a culture of trust, empathy, and a sense of ownership, then all of the fears around either being in an office or being remote, they both go away, right? Because another thing is, oh, you know, everyone's in the office. They're going to just talk to each other and do nothing and play video games if you put it in there. Again, what kind of culture are you creating? So so this is a segue to, we're not going to do it today, but for one of the future episodes about culture, and Fran knows how heated I get when a culture conversation starts. Um, But I think all of this comes down to what kind of culture that you're building. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, when you were talking, I don't remember what you said, but it made me think of what, I think this might've happened at multiple companies, but I remember reading a news article a while back about a company that their employee base, a large portion of their employee base had signed petitions to push back 
on return office mandates? There were a couple companies. Okay. I yeah, don't yeah, yeah. I don't remember hearing if anything happened with any of that. Nothing happened. But I, <laughs> shit. Well, the few reasons. One is like when you have a company that has like, you know, hundreds of thousands or not hundreds of thousands, but about 100,000 employees and you get 10,000 people to sign a, a thing, no one gives a shit. Yeah. Right? Uh, and also like, like petitions. But if I'm well, ever a leader, I'm probably going to be like, shit, but you know. No, but also it's like, also you have to think about like a petition. It's a... It's weird. Can you I'm sorry. That? Cut my... out. Yeah, I, I, I knew I cut out. And that's why I stopped. I actually stopped myself in the middle of the sentence. Um, no, I just think that like petitions are great, but I think it's also relative, again, that if you don't have enough numbers or if the company is going to just ignore it, because I think petitions on a, in a government situation make sense because they have to like address it. But mm -hmm. in a company situation, they might have to address it. But I think it's like a, a very high percentage, a uh, relatively high percentage uh, where anything under like 25% probably doesn't even matter. Hmm. Well, applaud you all for collectively pushing your goals and giving your feedback to the company. <laughs> but also like, that's another thing, like maybe it's addressing, okay, maybe this company isn't a fit for me, mm -hmm. which is fine, right? And and that's another thing we need to look at where, because someone would be like, oh, well, it's not that easy. And I get the economy right now isn't great, but in general, you need to look at, it's not about the next year or two years, it's what do I want my life to look like? And if you want your life, I have someone on my team, she's been re she's been remote for 20 years. 20 years she was remote, right? Something like that. I might be fudging the numbers. But to think about in that old time, like in the last 20, pre-COVID, right? In the last- Old? Okay. So like, please define old time. Yeah, pre-COVID, right? You're going to get a text when we launch this and be like, Shuba, no, 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 I won't. I probably will. But the point becomes, <laughs> if you think of pre-COVID and to think of, um, and we talked about it for our job for recruitment, being remote, right? Because even at least I know that software engineering it's been, there have been remote people for a long, I had uncles that were remote for a really long time, right? Which is fine. But this person was remote in recruitment, which is unheard of for the past 15, 20 years, mm. which means she decided that's what her life was going to be. She built up her brand and then that was what she was willing to work for. And that was it. And that was the end of, so you, anyone can do that. So rather than making a petition and trying to change the company you're at, that's been there for X amount of years, you might need to find a different role at a different company that fit your lifestyle choices, right? Whether you want to work at like a Airbnb or whether you want to work at a Tesla, because some people do want to go in the office five days a week, which is fine, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's another conversation you have to have with yourself. Does this company, because, uh, or maybe you want to go in the office, but you want an office that is benefiting you and helping you grow and this office isn't it. So maybe that's why you need to change. So there's a lot of different factors, but you have to look at what you want long-term. Yeah, 100%. Um, I wonder how many times I say a hundred percent in an episode. Uh, anyways, I'll count, I'll count next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll look at the transcripts. Um, so I would say kind of collectively wrapping up what we've talked about from the employee and employer perspective, I will say from the employee side, just like you were just saying at the end of the day, it comes down to fully assessing what is important to you and what factors are important to you. And if a fully remote job is important to you versus having to go into the office full-time or even part of the time, that's up to you to where, where that factor ranks in your decision-making for a job. Obviously we just recorded our episode about how you come back from a layoff. And right now with our industry, you may not, that may get pushed lower down the list and you have to be flexible um, based on the need to find a job. But I think at the end of the day, from an employee, employee perspective, it really just comes down to where that lands in your priority list in a job that um, you are looking at. It completely is possible, just as you were sharing the experience of one of your peers, that it is completely possible to have a career path where you are fully remote in the tech industry. I think that may vary a little bit depending on function, but as a fairly blanketed statement. I think it definitely is possible. I will also urge people to keep in mind. I, I always want to like assume the best and think the best. I do think there are a number of factors that go into the decision-making process 
for an organization and from leadership as to why they are requiring some sort of return to office or hybrid work model. I don't think it is a completely, what was, what was the synonym for dictatorial again? Uh, tyrannical or unilateral. I think unilateral. Thank you. I don't think it's a complete tyrannical decision make decision-making process that is being had. I think there's a number of factors that come into play at the end of the day, they are a business. They are going to do what's best for the business and employee satisfaction, employee culture should obviously be a part of that decision-making process, but there may be other factors that rank higher. So I think there are important things just to keep in mind for perspective as an employee. And then I think as an employer and it, when, when you are in that conversation and part of that decision-making process, just as we talked about, I think it is really important to, when you are at a fork in the road of making a change to your policy of work from home versus return to office, as that may be today or evolving in the future, it's obviously important to assess current state, assess the needs of your business, um, assess what you want to do based on your company goals, the market, and have multiple people in the room, have a diverse set of voices in the room that are making that decision for the good of your company, and then own it. I love that. I love that. I think owning it is the biggest part. I think you just, this is what we're doing, and this is why we're doing it, and just own it. So I love that. So I guess then I could say, uh, sincerely, Fran and Shubo.